Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And you're listening to a monumental occasion on new release. This is our 100th episode. Hell yeah. Party. Yeah. (laughs) Drink, drink, gold, gold, gold. Yep. A beer all over my microphone. Um, (laughs) Perfect start. Perfect start. (laughs) Yeah, I can just lick it off. So don't mind those. Um, slurping squirting sounds <laughs> Whew, yeah we did it um 100 episodes one a week for two years so we are excited to share this occasion with you guys and look back on the podcast and uh before we do that let's um let's explain what we do here new release a movie podcast with a time traveling twist and this week is no exception ashley when have we traveled to this week? Well, for the first time ever, we're in the future. It's crazy, but Whoa. we're not like super in the future. It's just it's just 2030. Um, new <laughs> yeah, release. It's pretty far. It's just like a little. It's just a couple of years. Um, yeah. And new release is officially the most popular podcast on the planet. So go us. I we knew, did it. Wow. I knew we were going to be this, um, this which, successful. Right, but like which planet? Who knows? But we're still the most popular. So I'll take it. Um, how does it feel to be doing this podcast for 10 years now? What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to imagine how it's going to feel in 10 years. Uh, I'm being the most popular podcast on Jupiter. It <laughs> would be, <laughs> would be my vote for the planet. We want to first take you didn't over. say Uranus, but that's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> it's not a planet anymore. Oh, it's it, not. Yeah, it's, it's in the newspapers. It blew up. Dang. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uranus yeah. blew oh. up. Okay. Wow. Well, already going already with the butt the butt jokes, man. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna keep it classy. And um, I mean, it took a lot of hard work, a lot of commitment. Just getting to a hundred episodes itself is a humongous milestone. So we don't want to overlook, you know, our first two years of doing new release. Um, how how has the experience been for y'all? It's been great. Um, we started this during the pandemic. If you guys remember it now, uh, 2019, no, there's been like six since. Yeah. Yeah. 20, well, the first, the one in 2019, um, yeah. is when we started it and now there's just been pandemics every year. So yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Hopefully too soon. It's, I mean, it's too soon. If you're listening continuing. in 2022, if you're listening in 2030, maybe it's officially okay to make pandemic yeah. jokes, but but yeah, we're going to we're going to have to juggle the the timelines and, you know, the different um, boundaries of what is cool to say from now to 2030. Who knows? So, yeah, no, but in all seriousness, um, this is really cool. We've uh, we committed to doing this once a week and uh, haven't missed any time. And what have you all what have you all enjoyed most about it? I mean, during the pandemic, it was nice to just have some creative outlet to end and to talk to friends and kind of put mm-hmm. some content out into the universe. So that was awesome. And then since then, since things have gotten better and we're out in the world more often now, it's uh, it's just a fun thing to do each week. And I get to see your beautiful faces. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. And our friendship's grown. Like Drew and I have gotten closer as brother and sister, which is cool. And Derek and I have gotten closer too. And I just really appreciate your friendships. So. Oh my God. She's I know. So I, might, I, might honestly, I might honestly cry during this episode, but we'll see. <laughs> no, it's totally, you're, it's totally true. Ashley and I 
talked like, you know, a handful of times a year. I mean, yeah. once a month texting probably uh, helped things, but having a shared activity, like Derek said, it's a creative outlet as well. I'm activating a future version of Siri for some reason, um, <laughs> but it's been, it's been super cool. Like having this excuse to meet every week and talk about something, a topic that is, I'm really passionate about movies. You guys are me, uh, medium to high passionate about movies. How is, how is your love for talking about movies or just your interest in, in the content of the show? changed since the start <laughs> well it's definitely grown because we've had to watch movies that i never would have watched without yeah. this podcast so i mean good ones and some bad ones so it really changed my appreciation for movies in general right yeah definitely saw movies that i would never see or would never you know never even heard of and some of them made me cry some made, made me laugh some of them made me scared it's or just not want to watch good... the whole time yeah yeah exactly so it's just, it's been good to see the years progress as we've moved through 84 to the nineties. And then now we're kind of all over the place, but the different directors that show up, yeah, uh, different uh, composers that, that show up mm -hmm. consistently, some actors that you see kind of grow up in cinema. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to see the ones from like 84 and the 90 and be like, wait, I saw you as a child. And now, you know, just kind of, it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, Corey, being Corey a, Feldman's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I forgot. And still kicking around. I mean, it's it's really fun to for the first two years we immersed ourselves in one year for the whole time, 1984 and then 1990. And then like Derek said, now we're doing six week periods. Um, because there's the ups and downs to doing that. It's really fun to get like fully, like I said, fully immersed in one year but it also can get old and there's only so many great movie years that don't have a ton of walls. So yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I think we're going to keep evolving the format. The thing that will be always consistent is that uh, we're going to talk about movies and we're going to time travel, right? Yeah. Are, do, are we in agreement there? Yeah, definitely time traveling. <laughs> we, if we, that changes, simple... I'm going to travel back in time to change that so we yeah. continue to do it so terminator yes, always terminator style i mean yeah. that's why we simplified not to get you know behind the scenes but remember all the different iterations of trying to explain what we did <laughs> oh each, week. each week we oh. travel back in time to the best year ever to see whatever movie just hit theaters in the future but it, really the past this, or the present <laughs> yeah whatever hit theaters this week but in 1980 but we're recording in yeah <laughs> but it's actually yeah. comes out tuesday but we recorded yeah it's just a whole yeah, which is basically still what we're doing, except yeah. we are opening ourselves up to a little bit more of more creative freedom in terms mm -hmm. of how often we change time periods. And um, anyway, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll continue to innovate if we want to become the most popular podcast in the galaxy. I mean, we've already conquered one planet of yeah. uh, unnamed, but we've got other galaxies to expand to from here so no pressure guys i was gonna say the sky's the limit but that's not even we're talking way bigger than that yeah the universe Space is the limit is, there is yeah. no limit there is oh no yeah limits. there's no limits <laughs> hell yeah great um, clothing brand <laughs> what um what else uh we're gonna look back at some of our favorite segments we're gonna look back at our favorite um you know different things that we've ranked 
over the past episodes. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about up front before we get into um, our first ever top five lists? Um, we haven't explained what we're going to, how the list is oriented yet, but we're going to, we don't do um, favorite movie lists on this podcast. And we're going to do that for the first time ever. But am I missing any big picture stuff before we do that? No, because I'll probably just cry. Yeah. <laughs> we, okay, you know, well, we've still we've definitely changed the format throughout the, the our first two years. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2030 version of us is wild. So I, I can't wait to see <laughs> how we how we end up there. So, yeah, I, I and I'll say like we I love talking about movies. I love talking to you guys, but it we want to broaden out a little bit to all of our interests and that's why the time traveling every there's maybe things that y'all are more nostalgic for aside from just movies so we will continue to use movies as kind of an entry point but hopefully we'll do more and more exploration of the time period that we're in the setting everything that's happening in pop culture um for whatever period we visit you just want to watch buffy the vampire slayer don't you i would i mean (laughs) believe me we could do tv uh that would that would change everything but but yeah, um, we're committed. I think movies are nice because you can get in one sitting. It's almost a lost. It's not a lost art form. Movies are still coming out, but I think they've been overtaken in pop culture by TV. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case when the uh, time periods that we're, we've talked about so far were happening. So a little bit of a flip in culture since then. So yeah, um, Derek, we uh, we've been watching this programming on our new on the planet that we uh, live on now i don't know if you want to just give the audience a taste (laughs) of the kind of future entertainment that they might be they might have in store no context here you go Very high tech stuff. Yeah. Oh, I like this music. What's this program called? Uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, yeah. They brought Classic. it back. One of our favorites. 1964, but they brought it back. Anyways. Well, it's, it's it's like the Christmas story of our home planet. One, it's Christmas every day. And two, 24 hours a day. Santa Conquers the Martians is playing oh. and it never gets old. You can just watch it over and over and over again. And it might explain why our podcast is so popular because <laughs> <laughs> this is the only other thing to, to listen to. That's the yeah. only case of like idiocracy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, you know, whatever it takes. So for the last podcast standing, then we'll be the best. Yep. All right. Well, um, as promised, we are going to do something uh, that we've never done before. We are going to give our top five movies that made us. I don't know if you've ever heard of a similar (laughs) Netflix show, but we're putting our own twist on it. These are the movies that made us love movies. So to each their own. As always, uh, I have my own special set of criteria that y'all may or may not have used for your lists probably not but what do you um i'm curious to hear how you if you approach this as just like an overall top five favorite movies or if you zeroed in on the the dot 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 that made us love movies part of it 
<laughs> a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah, I I definitely chose some that stick out with regards to, you know, music or acting or, you know, cutting edge filming cuts and stuff like that. But yeah, a little bit more of that than favorites overall. So right. That made you love like the act of filmmaking or, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the more technical side the when you exactly. started noticing things like that. Yeah, exactly. What about yeah. you? Um, Ashley, I've got a very probably over long winded response. Probably. So. Well, I would just, I'll just say, as I am revealing my top five with each one, I have like a short description of why I chose that one based on something. Okay. But you didn't cool. have like, did you have a way of going about making this list or you just kind of went off, uh, followed your heart and went off the top of your head? No, no, no. I had a way of making the list. Okay. Well, I guess with that old all in that list. That, I guess it's hard to avoid having a way to make a list. Um, <laughs> your uh, mystery, mystery, based on me. emotions, set design, acting, etc. Oh, very scientific. For me, yeah. I I was like, I have made top five movie lists before. Top five favorite movies. Top five movies from the nineties, etc. Uh, this I just started thinking of movies that all of a sudden. I started noticing kind of like Derek said, I was like watching movies in a different way. All of a sudden there's like the way you watch movies when you're a kid, they're either mm -hmm. just thrown in front of your face by the TV or by your parents or by a friend. And you're just kind of like, wow, this is so cool. I haven't seen any movies before. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter how good they are, which we've kind of found out revisiting some eighties and nineties stuff. Uh, it might not have the same nostalgic, factor as when you first saw it or that might benefit it but i i st when i was making my list of movies that just the first ones that came to my my mind they were all from a very specific time range basically 2000 to 2004 oh, so man. all my guesses for you gonna be wrong <laughs> yeah and well that'll be fun to do but I, I just realized that i didn't i wasn't like a cinephile at a young age i wasn't movies weren't my main interests so it wasn't until late high school, early post high school age to where I was like seeking out movies and then watching like things that were on critical lists and stuff. It was just a whole different way of watching movies. And so uh, just organically, as I made this list and started looking up the release dates, they were all between 2000 and 2004, which is kind of crazy. Maybe one exception. So, um, yeah. That was enlightening. I learned something about myself that I didn't expect. Do we want to go reverse chronological or reverse um, five to one? Do we want to, you know, try to guess any first? Mm, I kind of, well, I wanted to guess, but I feel like now that they're not. Now you know years, you're so, wrong. <laughs> yeah. I can guess. Well, Derek might have told me. I know I have one on my list that I didn't quite pick that I know is going to be on Derek's list. For you, Ashley, I don't really have any guesses. So, <laughs> Derek, do you yeah, have you, any guesses? Uh, uh, I've got, I don't really know your viewing style, Ashley, or what you watched growing up. Wild card. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I could make some generic guesses, but I think I have a couple of Drews. Oh, I don't want to, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say 
I don't know how we should do this. I don't want to spoil Derek's list. I just know I'm yeah. just confident that I know at least one of his. Yeah, just uh, you know, we when he we says that you just say like here. I have that. Yeah. 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 So okay. Um, all right. What? Who who wants to go first? With the whole list, or we're we doing one, 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 two. Let's do one at a time and just we'll we'll try to keep this moving along. Okay. Cool. I'll go first. Um, so I actually picked one from one of our movies that we watched. Oh, cool. Before. I did not have any of the ones that we watched for the, the podcast. It's yeah. What is it, Ash? So I picked Misery. Oh, nice. Shit. It was such a good movie. And like just having two wow. characters and having Kathy Bates basically carry the entire movie with dialogue. Like I was extremely impressed. And that made me realize mm. like, damn, this is a good movie. Like it just it is. Yeah, it's yeah. really strong. So and that wouldn't have made my list beforehand. Cause obviously, I'd never seen it. And I was just heard about the ankle smashing piece and whatever. <laughs> but it was really powerful it was a great movie so that's one on my list yeah, and, it's really uh, and it's just such a it's not number list. one it's i'm gonna probably i didn't put these in like order but it'd probably be towards the bottom but still top okay five. but does that mean and does that mean it's kind of been like the, your favorite movie for the podcast or you have a different methodology from that um favorite movie from the podcast okay but also i would i mean it was just a really powerful incredible yeah. movie so just knowing I mean, it's a, a movie, a really good movie through and through. Yeah. Solid, solid movie. Yeah. Nice. Totally agree. Derek. So uh, before I give any of mine, mine are in no specific <laughs> order. And okay. creating so we're not doing order. Super yeah, well, mine's not in order. <laughs> okay. The, creating this list was difficult. Now I understand, Drew, how, it, why you both were like, uh, I, I was saying we should just do three, but mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so the first one that I'm going to say is The Land Before Time. <laughs> Dude, oh, okay. If nice. I had gone, not to interrupt you, but if I had gone with my just like, yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll just let you go. That was close well, to making my list. <laughs> okay. So I watched this. I mean, it came out in 1988. I was born in 86. Mm-hmm. I watched it during like preschool uh at a daycare center and we would watch it almost every single day and i just remember paying attention to the animation techniques that they used because i'm pretty sure that this was page by page uh it wasn't digitally done so it was all hand drawn each frame and then also the voice acting was just spectacular so i don't think i realized that at the time but it, it definitely kind of helped shape how i viewed movies moving forward so that's that's my first one reveal great choice yeah i uh, my original plan for this list was to kind of go like by movie watching era so if i had done if i had included anything from my my younger ages that would have been that's probably the movie i've watched the most and it's just weird because it's not a movie i've maybe tried to um revisit it as an adult but you can't really (laughs) it's there's some movies it's it's not like gremlins or something where um where you can really appreciate it as an adult but i i loved it as a kid so i'll i'll do my first one um man uh if we're not going in order i'm gonna just go with the most obscure one i don't even know if y'all will have seen this movie but um it's a movie with katie holmes an indie and she's got uh, short bangs that are dyed red. Pieces of April. Thanks- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I was making it like a guessing game. Um, <laughs> well, you, yeah. you got a point, Ashley. Woo. Yeah. Winning. Good. Pieces great guess. of April, huh? Yeah. It's called Pieces of April. It um, It's set basically in one day, like Thanksgiving. It's really just this like family drama. But it was 
it, it felt like a re- true indie movie and I just hadn't seen very many movies like on that smaller scale that was all about that was all about like the characters and you know as a Dawson's Creek fan it was maybe novel seeing her in a different type of edgy role I should have man I didn't include 13 on this list damn oh I'm surprised um, oh I would have yeah surprised you <laughs> now it just maybe re- reminded me of that I'm gonna add that to my letterbox but pieces of April is my number five you know, if you did, you mentioned something that sticks out to me as well is you, you realize that, that this is like a true indie film. So one of mine is, and we'll, we'll get there, but yeah, we're cool. It's not about the action. It's about the dialogue and the emotion behind it. So good choice. All right. So my 13, number two ish yeah. movie, not number two, just another movie um, is a horror movie with Jack Nicholson. Okay. The Shining. Yep. So nice. Yeah. So that was the first time as a kid, I was like, wow, truly scared. two horror movies. Yeah. First time I was like, truly scared watching oh, a movie yeah. as a child. And I had to actually like leave the room and come back and like watch it when I was older. <laughs> and I was like, oh, something has like that much power of me. And it's not even that, like, it's not that gory. It's just like made like heightened my senses, made me like sweaty and be like, I can't watch this. Um, the imagery, the blood. I mean, there's probably like images that stuck with you and Nicholson's yeah. performance, of course. Mm-hmm. So I was like um, truly scared. So yeah, that's my number two. Did that make you love horror movies or? It did. It did. Yeah, so it made me like heightened to like wanting to be scared. Like I enjoyed it, but I was just like so scared at the time. I like left and then came back and I finished it. And I was like, oh, I like this feeling. So yeah, yeah. this is y'all's list are making me mad because um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I no. love movies off my list. No, you you did it right because you did it for you. But I held myself into this constraint. Like now I really I really wanted to put Leprechaun on my list for the oh same reason. Gosh. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah but, well, I didn't include Child's Play in mine. Right. Yeah, well, maybe Child's because that traumatized same. you. Yeah. So, God, I'm looking at a fucking picture of Chucky right now. I can't yeah. do it. Um, I really <laughs> like, wanted to include that because for the same reason, Ash. Yeah. Because just that was the true sense of like real horror. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's horror and comedy. I mean, there's, well, <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting super basic, but <laughs> there's like some kind of emo heavy dramas on my list. So I guess that's what I lean in, leaned into, but it's never more obvious with the horror and comedy genre, just whether the movie is effective or not. Like either yeah. you feel something from it or you don't. I mean, and right. so either you laugh at a comedy or you get like, like leprechaun nervous and, and yeah. scared as uh from a horror movie so or like hereditary uh, yeah yeah okay well good uh first two choices ashley derek what's your second choice all right i guarantee you both of you would never guess this uh, Ooh. so this is, it's rumble in the bronx with jackie chan oh nice oh, that's came cool. out in 1995 and I, I used to watch my dad loved martial arts films so it mm-hmm. kind of just I learned what my dad kind of liked mm-hmm. and what movies he was really into. So it helped me kind of understand what other people in my life liked as far as movies go. But also I, you know, I don't know if it was in, at the time, but later I definitely found out later that he was doing his own stunts and he kind of set the bar for, for a lot of American martial arts films. So that was, is pretty cool to have, you know, a person from overseas in a different country uh influence american film so yeah and be like popular in a different way than like just straight up kung fu movies like bruce lee or something this is like 
mainstream comedy action, most yeah. popular genre at the time, sort of, or just like big blockbuster. And his stunts type. were ridiculous. He's jumping through ladders and jump, you know, jumping around walls and jumping off boats. Uh, and it was just very interesting. Yeah. And this nice is, that's pre rush hour. When did the rush hour movies start? Oh, 2000 something. Yeah. yeah. So those were, we were, we really enjoyed those yeah. as kids. And I guess not that kid, kid like <laughs> at that point, but, um, but yeah, no, that makes, that makes perfect sense. It's not having seen, there's maybe a common theme developing where you just haven't seen a certain type of thing that a movie is capable of before some of these movies. So, mm-hmm. or you didn't appreciate it. You didn't appreciate how the dinosaurs could talk until, <laughs> until you saw <laughs> it before time. Yeah. Um, right on. Well, um, I didn't appreciate um, how amazing Josh Hartnett's hair could look until I saw <laughs> Virgin Suicides. No, um, just the the tone of this movie. So, the, so yours is Virgin Suicides. Yeah, Virgin Suicides, uh, directed by Sofia Coppola, starring Kirsten Dunst and, uh, and uh, who's who of other of other characters. Um, a very very somber, bleak movie, which is captured in the tone, just like teen high school drama, but on a whole different uh, level. Just this undercurrent of uh, it's told through kind of like this voiceover device where they're already they're already dead in the in the present voiceover and so you're just watching the inevitable like doom of these people that are still in the you know in their adolescence so uh but cinematically a really uh great use of music um sofia coppola is like you know able to capture just kind of this this use of light and use of um you know she directed lost in translation and the bling ring and just has a different way of capturing uh youth with the with a lot of somber undertones so that always connected with me nice really good choice lost in translation is uh uh uh, amazing (laughs) yeah yeah that could have been you know a contender as well just whichever one i had watched first just yeah. kind of seen uh these big name actors in that case do something like totally different um seemingly in exotic location and yeah anyway Ooh, you're, uh, i can sense that you're you're feeling the somberness of the film i can hear it in your yeah voice. you can hear his voice <laughs> just like go down it's, a little lower it's changed <laughs> Well, luckily I have some real upbeat numbers left. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. When I get to one of mine that are similar to yours, I'll, I'll explain why you should. Uh, that's the one I know. Appreciate. Yeah. That's the one I can, I can guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ashley. All right. Three. three. I'm going with, which you can probably guess this one, David Bowie. Uh, Labyrinth. Yeah. So those is kind of the first time I realized like how much goes into a set design and like how impressive, like I was looking up just like some facts for this one in general. But in one of the scenes, one of like the dance magic scene where David Bowie's singing, there's already, there's 48 Muppets, 52 puppeteers and eight people just in goblin costumes all instead at the same time. And like, there's like this, like the sight of everything and like the scene and the design and the thoughtfulness and like how long it took to create everything by hand. Like that just blew me out of the water. And still, if you watch it today, you're like, how did they do this? Like, it's very impressive. So yeah it's cool some of the movies we watched from the 80s uh like conan even 
had like <laughs> yeah. just a whole different way of making movies. We talked about the practical effects a lot, but the use of of really elaborate sets that weren't just backlot um, mm -hmm. back to the future style sets that were meant to look like a real city um, right. or a real town. This is like yeah. meant to look like a fantastic uh, dream. So I think I re specifically remember a clip that we played of like some sort of weird uh, puppeteer character jumping like over stones. Oh yeah. <laughs> in like a river or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was just really, out. yeah, it's a really cool movie. So that is my number three. Great choice. Derek. Uh, the third one I will reveal Ooh. is Terminator two. Oh, nice. So, nice. you know, I hear about people talking about their version of star Wars or like when star Wars first came out and I kind of get the same feeling from Terminator two Terminator one as well. But I think I saw two first and uh, it just got gnarly graphics, badass characters, a lot of suspense, you know, guns and technology it was super cool concept. So uh, and I think there was I forget what it's called. But when I was a kid, there was a restaurant called Amazing Universe hmm. and it, it was like Hollywood focused. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, they had one There's of Planet the, Hollywood, Planet Hollywood. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I like Amazing Hollywood. <laughs> amazing Universe. <laughs> amazing Universe. <laughs> but they we can I, start that on our yeah, home That point. sounds way cooler. <laughs> but they had a replica of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like the, the real outfit that he wore and stuff. So it was pretty, pretty cool to see after, you know, just being a kid, seeing the movie, seeing that in mm -hmm. real life. Yeah, you it's probably I mean, behind the scenes, you know, like props and stuff, which was dope. Yeah, well, seeing like a larger than life superhuman uh figure probably we can appreciate they they got out of their way in the movies to have him naked to start the first yeah. one and then <laughs> and then i think they do it again in the second one and so like but seeing uh, as a kid probably like a real life replica is still you're like holy shit yeah that's yeah <laughs> he's that's huge really, yeah. um yeah incredible movie that sort of introduced uh, it's weird. Like a lot of the movies on my list, I guess I need to disable Siri. Um, a lot of the movies on my list or that y'all are mentioning, I, I guess I watched later. Uh, I don't know why it took me so long to catch up with, with some of these, or I watched them before I was kind of like seeking things out. So anyway, yeah, that's, uh, I feel like my list is going to be the, the least good <laughs> it doesn't matter there's it, it's your list yeah, it's yeah. List. i know i know and um, it, like i said when i get to mine i'll i'll explain why i think your list is great and why it didn't go the same direction well and i think that one of my lists might be on your list drew so i'm Ooh. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm having second thoughts and i've got a, like a list of 16 here that i'm oh no changing in but anyway i'm gonna right. stick to my guns for now my third choice will be the rules of attraction um Another uplifting movie with a very <laughs> memorable uh, suicide scene, unfortunately. Own, Own rules of attraction. Yeah. Uh, well, this one has two huge things going for it. The soundtrack, uh, songs from The Cure, and a mm -hmm. lot of uh, Tom and Andy, I want to say. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. But like this movie has all these like moments that are tied to the music. It starts with this elaborate... Uh, reverse sequence where you see all the different characters 
going to a party, but it works back from where the end, the end of the party to the beginning. And then you follow, it has all, all these cinematic tricks that it's deploying. Um, the characters are all complete shitheads because they're written by Brett Easton Ellis. Um, and then, uh, in the novel version who wrote American psycho, which was, you know, an honorable mention for my list at a time when I was first discovering these types of more artistic seeming movies, I was really, you know, in my early twenties and in, in a headspace where, um, I just connected with these kind of like aimless, um, shitty characters that, you know, is not, (laughs) they're not idealistic or, you know, not role models by any means, but there's just something kind of like punk and, uh, appealing about, about that mindset. And of course the stars, uh, another common theme I've got, I've got uh, Joey, uh, Joey Potter and Dawson, uh, on my list represented. So it stars James Vanderbeek and kind of the, the lead role being, uh, just, just wreaking havoc on everyone in, in his life. Not so much as his brother, Patrick Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he plays Sean Bateman. So Patrick Bateman in college, basically. Uh, Jessica yeah. Beale, Kate Bosworth. It's a great What's movie. The, the woman's name who has the shaved head in it. Or Rosar- Rosaria Dawson. No. What's her name? Uh, she was, she's got the. Shannon Sossaman. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's there you go. Yeah. That's they they actually amazing. I think you you introduced this to me when we first Same. started hanging out, and yeah. this film is not just there's awesome uh, camera work too. Weird, oh weird yeah, angles and mm-hmm. it's it's rad. Yeah, they, it uh, they went out of their way. Fred Savage from the Wonder Years plays like a, a heroin addict. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> so like they went out of their way to do like stunt casting of these teen idols, but you know. And there's just it's very showy filmmaking, which will be a common theme on my the rest of my list as well. But like when you haven't seen that many movies, you don't feel that it's derivative or trying too hard or anything. You're just like, holy shit, this is so cool. So that's Great my choice. third pick. Great Ashley, choice. back to you. Get two All left right. each. Is your next one going to be The Skulls with Joshua Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> He's sadly not represented man oh man you really you really blew it you're like my underlying theme is dawson's creek characters yeah <laughs> i could have just gone with uh, uh yeah michelle williams wow blue valentine damn did that make my list yeah but... you really which i would have sworn yeah it's fine um but <laughs> eric psycho is also an honorable mention it got bumped by misery so that was yeah. also on my top because the dialogue's incredible um yeah. but anyway i'm gonna go with this parisian film which i'm sure is on a lot of people's list amelie oh cool it's just beautiful and like it makes you really appreciate just like filmmaking and the way they like put in different colors in certain scenes and like how she's like creating her own little stories with these people and like it's very intricate and just beautiful so that's my and it kind of reminded me when you watch cinema paradiso like kind of like a similar like you just leave like the movie ends and you're like oh that was like a really just good movie so you know super um what is it called on Amelie. Amelie. So mm-hmm. I've seen it once and I watched it like three years ago for the first time ever. Even though when I worked at Best Buy, that shit was flying off the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's like great. there mm-hmm. before before there was all this like uh you know, internet commentary and stuff, there were like shared discoveries. And I think that was like people's exposure to a different type of cinema all at the same time without, without really knowing it. So super yeah. cool. 
Um, all right. You're down to one. That was your oh. second to last one. Yes, it was. All right, Derek. All right, Drew. I am going with the one that oh. I think you know what it is. So how oh. about you just say it for me? Jim Carrey. Yep. Stars in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. 2004. Written, written by, by Charlie who? Kaufman. Yep. Directed by Michelle Gondry. And still to this day, it is my favorite film in the entire universe. Uh, even in 2030, when they've made, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions of more films. Yeah. <laughs> so this film showed me, so this kind of like what, like I was saying, Drew, what you're saying, your movie choices are important because I, I didn't want to continue choosing movies like that because I feel right. like Eternal Sunshine, I can explain it in a way to where, uh, there, there's a Zoe Deschanel film with Will Ferrell that I wanted to include in here. I think it's called Winter Passing or something. Elf. Like oh, that. Elf. <laughs> well, no, no, no. They've got it, their own. <laughs> they have an indie film together as well. Uh, there's so many indie films, but this one sticks out the most. Um, just there's so much emotion. Um, it's an amazing concept to be able to delete the memory of somebody out of your yep. head. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was going through the worst breakup that I've ever, you know, had to deal with, and just, a, you know, losing somebody that I love so much. So it was in, a very interesting take and it really uh, vibed with me at the time. And it was the, the dreamlike world that they were in was just beautiful. And the concepts mm-hmm. of Jim Carrey being a little kid again, uh, it was, it, it just blew me away emotionally. Yeah. So the, the emotion out of it is something that, that makes me love film. Something yeah. that you can portray something like that visually in a video format. Yeah, I, I one I knew you were gonna have it, so that that uh, disincentifies me a little bit from including it. <laughs> but mainly, like Charlie Kaufman's probably my favorite writer, the writer of adaptation and Malkovich and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm thinking of ending things. Most recently, he started directing movies now, but this is when he was kind of paired up with these uh, uh, visionary direct visionary uh, visual directors, um, Spike Jones directed Malkovich. Uh, so like you kind of get the best of both worlds. You get this really imaginative, uh, creative, like handmade, uh, visual style. Like he's doing all these like tricks, cinematic tricks. You see a lot of them in be kind rewind where they're (laughs) making remaking movies with like out of cardboard sets and stuff and the science of sleep. (laughs) I mean, Michelle Gondry is, is is a genius, but Charlie Kaufman, it's impossible to come up with an idea like that. That's just like on paper that you could explain in one or two sentences and everyone would immediately be like, oh my God, that's, that's a perfect movie. But then to be able to execute it on this level, uh, just a magic, a magic set of circumstances. So great, great choice. And it was a focus film, which then I started watching more focus films. So yeah, they were like an A24 of of the 2000s yeah fuck yeah drew what's your fourth baby oh yeah well, this might Uh-oh. be a fox searchlight film i don't i don't I don't know i watched this one this week because i had to be sure that it deserves a spot on the list and it's probably like it's aged equally well and not well at the same time i mean it's it's really strange uh this zach braff directorial debut fresh off his scrubs fame oh, garden yeah. state yeah with natalie, nice. Port- with, with natalie portman i mean at her absolute apex of quirky cuteness finally mm-hmm. of 
reasonable age to be a, a love interest in a movie unlike beautiful girls and yeah and uh, leon the professional about that movie. i forgot about I Garden State too and it's so good well the soundtrack of course is uh, is iconic and the whole re-watching it it's it's not really a movie i mean it's almost like a director clip reel like he had all these visual ideas that are really cool he had all this like awesome music that he that he was going to pair with um you can watch the trailer and get 75% of the experience <laughs> because you know like the shot of him with the shirt on that matches the wallpaper the the um the gas like nozzle hanging out of the car there the him walking by the uh, faucets at the airport and all of them coming like he just had all these like really nifty hmm, cinematic yeah. uh cinematic uh scenes to paint and then he worked in a lot of like he was like going through therapy with with the he wrote the movie as well so it's like about him and his dad and grief and um their mother his mother dies and it's so like pretentious and trying trying so hard but like at the time i didn't see any of that as a, a weakness and i still don't really mm -hmm. it's just it's not like the ultimate uh version of cinema but it sure felt like it <laughs> when, <laughs> when, I, when i saw it what i got out of it was this just like emotional release especially at the end when they're all yelling in the mm -hmm. when they're standing in the on pit. the tractor yeah, yeah. Oh, in yeah. that pit that's what i loved about a lot of the films that you've talked about drew or is that there's like it you go through this just whatever you're going through in the film and then it comes to this point where they just if the director and the actors do it right like you just like personally i'll just start crying at the very end when they yeah. started doing mm -hmm. it. yep oh yeah i mean it, it, it's it, it's trying really hard to make you cry that's what i mean like it is uh, manipulative but in a in a totally earnest way it seems like yeah and yeah. at the time again once you haven't seen a million movies and read like all uh all this twitter commentary it just seems like your discovery you have this sense of discovery i feel like this was my peak window for when I felt like I was discovering films, even though they were probably like popular on uh, critical circles, but there was, I just wasn't aware <laughs> of the circles at the time or paying attention to them. So this is before Letterboxd, this is before yeah. Amazon was selling DVDs. Well, maybe around the same time, but where it was hard to yeah. find films. And I'm pretty sure I heard about Garden State because of the soundtrack before I watched the movie. Yeah. I knew the soundtrack beforehand. And I was like, wow, what a great soundtrack. I should give the movie a try. And I was like, oh, okay. Like it just, yeah great choice yeah. thank you um all right we each have one last pick make oh, it man. good well i have like three and then i was trying to like narrow down while everyone's talking i was like i don't know we'll do a okay. couple honorable mentions at the end um that okay. we won't talk about but we'll just rattle off okay so i'm gonna pick you guys probably aren't gonna like this but whenever my list i'm going with six cents really? <laughs> nice okay <laughs> only because it. interesting <laughs> Which was gonna be an honorable mention, and then I, the more I thought about it, so it's the first time I like was full, was completely fooled by a movie, and so it made yeah. me from that movie on realize like, is it what is anything what it seems? And I would always question everything. Sure. Okay, that's a great, so. that's a great, so yeah, great choice and, and good reasoning there. Thanks. So that's my top well, five. Three horror movies. So you. Really I know me, it was almost well, it was almost four there. with American Psycho. I was like, I need to. Yeah. But yeah, well, Sixth Sense. No, everyone that's kind of like uh reevaluated Shyamalan for being a one trick pony or whatever mm -hmm. that was still his first trick so yeah no one no one really uh 
has much negative to say about six cents. It's more just like Every the time. fact that he kept doing it. So, right. and yeah, but anyway, six cents was genuine. The only, I don't have like a pure memory of watching it. I think I might've, must've already known, unfortunately, by the time I watched it. So yeah, mm, that's a bummer. Yeah, I, had, I had no idea. I watched it in theaters, I believe. And I was like, wait, what, what, wait, what is, wait a second. And then you watch it again and you're like, oh, like it makes perfect sense. Now I know that, you know, but yeah, I don't know if I fully knew, but like, yeah, anyway, I don't yes. remember like that same shock that yeah. you're describing, unfortunately. But I was also younger, um, like a couple years younger. So sure. Yeah. All right. Derek, last choice. All right. We are going to be able to just spit out a few of our yeah. other choices. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. So my last choice which i i didn't struggle with with creating this the these five but my last one can you take a guess it might be my last one it's nightmare before christmas oh, okay oh no, it's not. nice <laughs> so I, I could have guessed that in theory but i didn't i didn't actually think about y'all's list too hard good <laughs> um honestly this this movie really changed how i viewed art just in general around the world, just a different style. Unlike, you know, the comic book heroes and cartoon characters that I grew up liking and loving. Um, and this, the stop motion portion of it really, uh, I made some stop motion short films myself after watching this film uh, cool. when I was in high school. So it was very influential uh, artistically. So, and yeah. nothing quite like yeah. it. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you, what a perfect um arc from Land Before Time to Nightmare <laughs> Before uh, Christmas. Yeah. Two before. Oh, well, I mean, I was just thinking of the, the uh, animated arc, but there's some, there's some nice symmetry there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Land Before, Night, night Before, Nightmare yeah. After, Nightmare, <laughs> the nightmare yeah. Before the Time, The Land Before <laughs> yeah. of the Time. Uh, Drew, what's your last one? Yeah. I feel like my wrist, I know I keep making excuses, but <laughs> I feel like it's, it's getting a little redundant, but that's because of this, this kind of time period I zeroed in on. So the culmination of all the types of things I've been mentioning, soundtrack, a mashup of different cinematic styles that I wasn't really aware of all the influences that, that this person might've been drawing from. And then just overall, like incredible badass action would be uh, encapsulated in Kill Bill. Oh, volume one. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Great I mean, choice. we could, in- I could include volume two as well, but, but, oh, you know, I saw yeah, volume one first, obviously. That's so, oh, I love that film so much. Yeah. I mean, Tarantino, I, I'm, you would think at this point I would have already seen, I think I had seen Reservoir Dogs and I must have had seen Pulp Fiction because I wasn't yeah. like oblivious to movies, but, Again, like this movie, I went to see at a midnight screening by myself for some reason and just in like a a chain theater and was just so hyped up coming out at three in the morning or whatever. (laughs) Like, And, you know, like, again, this is the theme of my list. Like I was making decisions for myself, starting to realize like, oh, I'm maybe into movies more than average or more than, you know, normal. I want to like seek out when I see something like this. I want to seek, I want to, you know, download, uh, the soundtrack first. And then I want to seek out like all the things that, that he's referencing in this movie and, uh, just kind of 
it's a crash course in in cinema because he's uh, unashamedly, you know, borrowing and, and and homaging and stealing from all sorts of types of of uh, kung fu and and uh, western and action genre movies over anime. Anime, yeah. There's an anime yeah. sequence. I mean, Uma Thurman is just at the height of her powers. There's so many, the, the non-linear aspect of how it's the story is edited and, and told and broken up over the course of two movies is a lot, but seems like totally exciting when you haven't seen that many movies that, that do something like that. So just everything about it was exhilarating. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of movies since and this definitely wouldn't none of these movies might be on my top five (laughs) (laughs) list if it's just overall and i am really sad about some of the movies that i'm leaving off but okay there this is a time capsule into when i first started to love feel like i i like actively loved cinema so fuck yeah honorable mentions can we do like two real quick let's let's uh yeah, let's we'll just spit them off, and then I'll you spit yours off, Ash, and I'll okay. spit mine off, and then Drew, you spit yours off. And if there's yeah. any reason like to talk about any of them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spit, spit, spit. Um, okay, so Pan's Labyrinth and Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, I had Requiem okay. somewhere. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> that was just too much with the other <laughs> yeah. with the yeah. other choices. Sad, sad, what, are, sad. what are some Eric? of yours, Derek? Uh, me and you and everyone we know. Mm. Squid oh, that's and the whale. Great, great. Like, oh shit! Snatch. Life uh, Aquatic and Eraserhead. Okay, so oh, those are so good. So Squid and the Whale totally would have fit my criteria, and I need to <laughs> add that right now. That's why I was happy that we were gonna, able to just spit a few off because I definitely had more, more, dep- you know, yeah. depressing indie films or you know, emotional indie films. Two thousand five. It's like Scosche later than these other movies, but I just added it to my list. So um, you can find me on uh, at on letterbox to drew lion <laughs> and uh, see the d-r-e-w-l-y-o-n yeah you can see the full list the ones that we haven't talked about at all that i feel bad ginger snaps i have a really oh. distinct oh yeah that's my favorite movie overall and i have a really distinct memory of when i caught part of it on hbo like in a scrambled format i mean it was i could it was not fully scrambled i could see what I was watching, but I think it was several years before I actually saw the full movie. So that was very memorable and would go on to be my favorite movie. Um, Donnie Darko. I don't think anyone mentioned. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, before Sunset, which is which oh, is the follow yeah. up to Vampire. Before Sunrise. Um, Linklighter. Yeah. And then um, let's see, Cabin Fever, Derek. That oh, might strike a chord oh with you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say, be careful. <laughs> down there if don't yeah. shave your legs <laughs> oh yeah so that one that's certainly yeah. like on the horror i feel like i saw that around the same time as kill bill same theater same um, same time same as well yeah and then um let's see i heard huckabees oh that's a fucking awesome yeah that's one. really good yeah Mark weird Walter. and quirky just Schwartz, schwartzman um closer Charlie? no and oh, I watched closer, closer another there, natalie portman movie closer um, was fucking wild my mom yeah and i she wouldn't let she stopped it and i actually watched it because she left the video sitting around yeah 
yeah <laughs> it's a it's written by a playwright mike nichols so it's it's very play-like but also very cinematic at the same time just everybody's just cheating on each other right it's yeah it's a, it's definitely depressing love square joy roberts jude law clive owen and, and yeah. natalie his peak and then natalie yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's those are my honorable mentions. Oh yeah, right. good job, y'all. Good I list, think everyone. Our listeners, if you haven't watched any of those, go do it. Yeah. yeah. And then also, you can let us know what your top five is or your five that come to you uh, on our Instagram, Ash. At New Release Podcast. There you go. Wow, we that was seamless for once. Wow, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they already did let us know. Instant update, <laughs> right? Yeah. Ashley? Oh, did yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. So we, do okay. have some, we do have some. Um, So we have Fargo. Oh, yep. The, the Prestige, which is really nice. Um, Speed, Goonies, 10 Speed. Things I Hate About You, Land Before Time. No um, way. Nice. Yeah. The Matrix, Lord of the Rings. And actually, Amelie was on there. And The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. And, and Deadpool. Great, but that was like a different. The Great yeah. Mouse Detective. So the, someone says Deadpool every week, right? No, no. I feel no like there's just a Deadpool. Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is. I think uh, if you hear it like once every year, you're like, oh, every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did mention it last week for some reason. Um, um, but yeah, so that's some, someone else. Nice. That was a good. That oh, was a and good, uh, oh, and True Grit. True Grit. Oh, cool. That's fucking That's awesome. another Coen Brothers. Ooh. Yep. I'm a little so. jealous that somebody chose country. or uh, Yeah. What do you call it? Country? Western. Western? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti Western? I don't know. What Spaghetti. Okay, right. well, that was a that was a meaty segment. Um, really fun though. We haven't done you know just kind of even if it's not our overall top five favorite movies, we haven't really done anything like that. And you know, I think we learned stuff about each other. So yeah, that's always nice. Next up, Derek, we have a little game show Ooh. that we're calling. Um, what are we calling it? We're calling this next segment, which is a yeah. game show, name the new release moment. Pew, pew, pew. Name okay. that. <laughs> and how does, how does this, what are the rules? Oh, okay. Oh. So these are the rules. You ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to play a sound clip and whoever names the film first wins. Okay. You don't have to wait until the end of the clip. Oh, okay. And there's only three, so there can only be one winner. Okay. And if you can name the director or anything else, no, add no, context just a clip. It, no, then <laughs> then just extra points that don't count. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and now we begin. <sighs> okay, so Jeopardy rules basically. We'll buzz in. Yeah. Well, actually, no, so, they're not so, Jeopardy rules because we won't hear the rest of the clip. You're gonna pause the clip when we. Yes. Say we have the answer, or do we just blur yeah. it out? How about you go buzz and then okay. and then yeah. Okay. Because okay. if we get it wrong, we don't want it to keep playing. We like you can restart it. Yeah. Uh, sure. And not restart it. Start it. Or start it where from you where we left off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So clip number one. This is just to give you context. This does not help you at all. Aside from the person <laughs> saying it does have an advantage, but I've given you both advantages in this game. Okay. Clip number one, Ashley giving the monologue from a film. Name the Ooh. film. Buzz. Ashley, <laughs> did you have any uh, monologues you wanted to do from the movie? Ooh, I have one. <laughs> so this is from um, the arcade scene with the arcade girl named Buzz. Ace. 
Okay, Drew. I might be wrong. Night of the Comet? No. Nope. I know. We will continue. It is now Ashley's turn. Drew, you cannot answer. You cannot buzz in until Ashley gets one more chance or gets a chance. Which is also our nickname for our uncle, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Somebody should have picked her, by the way. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to. But she has this really good monologue when she's talking to uh, Beep. So, God damn it. She's playing an arcade game and she goes, I played like Warp 10 on everything in here, playing Max on the difficulty scale, and I'm totally inside their time, you know? Do you know what that's like? It's Last like Starfighter. In the world is in- Did you beep, buzz in? Buzz, Last Starfighter. That is incorrect. It is now oh. anybody's game. <laughs> so, so much. I don't know all these arcades. Boring, right? Can't do nothing about it. You know everything that's going to happen before it does. Can't change it. Just shoot it down with a gun. You should say, see what it's like at home. Do you know what I'm talking about? Just once. Just once I wish it could be me going in slow motion with everything else zipping past. All right. Oh my you God. still have to buzz in and I can give you a hint if you need it. Brother from another planet? Did buzz. you buzz in? Buzz, Buzz, Brother from Another Planet. <laughs> that, I'll give it to Drew. Yeah, great. Nice. Yep, that is I Brother from that Another movie. Planet. Dude, that was, that was obscure. Good choice. Yeah, that so was really... Ashley yeah, was and I good. both guessed the same actress who's in Night of the Comet in Last Starfighter <laughs> as an arcade. That's uh, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I specifically am choosing these because these are just... We all agree that these fucking movies are amazing. Brother from yeah, Another but Planet. That was, never have seen that, ever. Yeah. If that's a great example. And I totally forgot about, not forgot about the movie, but yeah, that was, for, that was a I, deep cut. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I listened to, to make that clip. I had to go back and rewatch some of the film to make sure that I didn't mess something up and it was from a different film because I was also getting <laughs> confused. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, the brother fixes the arcade machine in the bar that he goes to, and then he gets a job fixing arcade machines. And that's how, that's where he met Ace. Right. Uh, yep. So nice. Anyway. Right. Okay. Round two. Are you all ready? Yeah. Okay. This is a short clip of Drew saying what he loved or hated about a film. Name the film. <laughs> all right. For me, um, there was lots of things to love, but, and, you know, one or two nitpicks to hate. Ashley likes to focus on those. <laughs> Not um, always. Rude. No, I'm kidding. Wow. I loved the creature effects. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie was kind of peak 80s in terms of using practical effects. There were. Buzz? Um, what is your answer, Drew? Chud, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. dwellers? Ding, 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 ding. Nice, Drew nice. Gets a point. So he Shit. is technically I, I, going to take this away. That's okay. We'll, we'll make the last <laughs> question. We'll make the last. Sec- uh, clip worth a thousand points but perfect let's listen to the rest of that clip okay there was like one moment where there was some like green cloud that looked uh cgi but the creatures themselves are uh, would i would assume people wearing these really elaborate um suits with um kind of these stringy uh gooey uh, exteriors <laughs> yeah where it's like melted flesh that's mutated into cool. um, monster flesh <laughs> <laughs> glowing glowing yellow eyes so good job drew that nice. was my first hunch and then i wanted to hear a, a little bit more before i guessed it that one i would <laughs> never have even guessed I, at first i would have thought it was that um that one wild movie where there's uh nightbreed 
No, uh, Ooh, it's good. the one with the vehicle that like flies at the end, the van. Oh, oh repo, man. repo man. Yeah, yeah, with the like with the green man. cloud thing that you describe. Yeah. So right. All, right. all right. Are you all ready for the last round? This round is worth two point five points. <laughs> Great. <laughs> two point one points. We'll take it yeah. away. All right. This clip is Derek's chooser character from a film. Name mm. the film. Oh man. Okay. I already all want right. to guess. All right, here we go. This is where we um. This one's just a bit long. Recap who's in the movie, and then pick a character each to kind of go on this journey with uh, through the rest of the episode. Uh, Derek, Derek called out during the movie that uh, I know who my character is going to be. <laughs> Didn't dawn on me at the time, and no, um, <laughs> no projection here, but. Um, Buzz, Derek, why don't you go first? Buzz, you were so. Buzz, it's All a right, horror. Actually, mo- it's a horror movie. Uh, who buzzed in first? I think it was Drew. I, I I'm going to be wrong. I think based on Ash's reaction. So I'll I'll go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is incorrect. Okay. Ashley Casey would have been. Well, I know it's a horror movie. But I don't remember which one. I don't. <laughs> oh, it's the um. Let me look at the list. Incorrect. Whoa, you're going to look at a list? listen to the rest of the clip. Okay. Buzz Friday the 13th, the final chapter. So it's now anybody's game. Wait, so did you, you hear just what buzzed I said? In. Was I wrong? You're incorrect. Now it is up. It's it's Drew's game. <laughs> there was probably three quarters way through the film. There was an older guy. And I think he's one of the ones that like dated his oh. girlfriend and had. I know what this is. Got married and they kind of survived the whole. Um, you know, life and death of that that theater, mm-hmm. but it's the guy that is, oh, is crying. Cinema Paradiso. That is correct. Uh, Actually, you mentioned Cinema Paradiso earlier. I did. I whatever. We'll just listen to the rest <laughs> of this clip, and Drew, we will uh, give you your award after this. Give <laughs> three me for three. Crying during one of the the movies. Oh yeah. Because at this point, I was crying and, and seeing this guy cry, just like this man. Mm-hmm. Just cry. It was, I was like, okay, this is me. All right. Congratulations, Drew. Sorry, Ashley. You it's have fine. to go home. <laughs> I am home. <laughs> Clean sweep. I don't have an award for you, but that is the end of name the release, the name the new release <laughs> moment hosted by me. Good job. <laughs> that was fun. I don't know how often great. we can do clips, but um, we should do that a little, little more frequently. Yeah. I like uh, that a lot. You know, every six weeks, every, quarter we'll say every day yeah <laughs> forever um, no that was cool it's uh we've had some very memorable moments but now we're gonna move on to a segment we do every week we've done this a hundred times i'm sure it's changed a little bit uh from the beginning going looking back at our early outlines we used to do like a million different options and then and then rank them all um, that of course is rank the blank. And as soon as Derek gets back, we can reveal our sponsor for this week, but, um, rank the blank is where we pick something inspired by the week's movie. In this case, the entirety of a hundred episodes of new release and rank our personal favorites. Um, so Derek, I was saying this week we have a very special sponsor for this segment. They've actually been alluded to in your top five list. I don't know. Do I need to make a disclaimer for this one? 
Is it? It's a fictional, a fictional entity that is paying us real money in the year 2030. So, do I need? No, we are, we are proud. This is our real proud. We're really Perfect. proud of this real sponsor. Really. Yes. I mean, <laughs> really? the only reason, the only reason we were able to make it to number one of one on the podcast charts <laughs> was because they wiped out all the other podcasts for us, and it was pretty easy for this. Uh, very smart, very charitable, very supportive entity. Um, thank you to Skynet. Yes, thank you, Skynet. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll play it. Uh, when do you want me to start it? So I started, I set, the link is set to start at the right time. Okay, cool. We have to shut down Skynet. Where's the system core? Somewhere in this building? Skynet, the virus is infected. Skynet. Skynet is the virus. It's the reason everything's falling apart. Skynet has become self-aware. Oh. In one hour, oh. it will initiate oh, no. a massive nuclear attack on its enemy. What enemy? Us. Oh. Humans. Oh, God. Some machines are starting to take over. My office. On this floor, we have to get... Yeah, I don't know why they wanted us to play that clip, but um, thank you to our sponsors, Skynet. And I hope you leave a few humans alive so they can listen to <laughs> to this episode and all the future episodes of new release. Uh, but anyway, let's um, let's go ahead and do our first Rank the Blank. Yes, we have three Rank the Blanks this for this very special episode. And then we're going to rank. Not only are we oh my gosh. try to follow me here, we're going to rank past rank the blanks as our second rank the blank but then we're going to rank our rank the blanks from today okay and so, for the future doing, <laughs> yeah. inf infinite rank the blanks basically first one is going to be best year ever which was a former tagline of ours but for only movies and only our birth years are in consideration so there's three of us we were each born on different years in the 80s and only my birthday was selected as a full season of new release. It's because Drew selected it. Yeah, that's because I <laughs> because I chose it, and it was the the first season. It was the inception of the whole show. So no bonus points for that or anything. But um, I was born in 1984. Ashley, 87. Derek, 86. Okay, well, those are all very cl tightly clustered. So we're mid 80s, basically. And um, what we've each done is kind of just looked at, you know, we did 50 episodes. No, we did 30 episodes from 1984 because um, we started uh, a few months into the year. But I mean, who wants to make the case for their for their year uh, first? Uh, I'll go first. I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to list off movies that I really liked and we'll just just make it real quick. So. <laughs> Um, I had Lost Boys, Princess Bride, Predator, Hellraiser, Dirty Dancing, Dang. Full Metal Jacket, Good Morning Vietnam, Spaceballs, Robocop, The Running Man, Adventures in Babysitting, Moonstruck. I mean, fuck. Okay. A lot of really I will say he just took a couple jabs at my ear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Ashley, good news. Um, what? we're going to go ahead and reveal future programming for new release season three. Starting um, at the end of this summer, the second half of summer 
for the current season, we're going to be visiting 1987. Yes, 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 yes. And it means I should win the strength of blank automatically. And yeah. several of the movies you mentioned are going to be on the schedule. I won't. They Heck all yeah. came out in uh, tight succession. So not all of the movies you mentioned, but there are some real gems on the schedule for that. So yes. good choice. Um, and we're coming up on what the 20, uh, the 30, 25 year anniversary. I don't know. Uh, no. 35th. Yeah. 35 year anniversary be 35 on, next month. <laughs> on your, on your movie list. So, yep. You got that going for you. All right, Derek, hey. what's um what's so good about 1986? Well, I have two that I will leave to the very end. Okay. And they are going to both jab you right in the throat. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So to to battle the, the war movies that came out during Ashley's year, we've got Platoon, mm. Bill Murray, mm-hmm. The Three Amigos, The Fly, Ooh. Stand yeah. By Me, oh, She's Gotta Have It. Castle in the Sky, which is an amazing anime. Um, Howard the Duck, Aliens. <laughs> Aliens Rad. is a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rad, which is a skateboarding or surfing movie. Um, Chopping Mall, Pretty in Pink, Troll, and Labyrinth and Blue Velvet. Yeah, Labyrinth. yeah. There's Blue Velvet. I um <laughs> and I, Ashley's Labyrinth. Yeah, I think Blue Velvet is eighty-five, but I don't know why it, it must have been listed on uh you know some of these these movies have like their their um no it's 86 86, you're right you're wrong yeah all right i had i had 85 in my head um i mean i'm gonna take a slightly different approach just because we all uh watched all the 1984 movies so we have some shared history there i know not everyone listening watched every movie so i'll of course name some but I was looking back at our outline for why 1984 was the best year ever. And my answer was that it was an awesome year for horror. And in like personal timeline, Gremlins, of course, I mentioned earlier, Leprechaun, which came out years later, but Gremlins, which came out in 1984, was a formative movie for my love of horror. Nightmare on Elm Street, Night of the Comet, which we mentioned silent night, deadly night. And then you've got like a bunch of other classics. Like, let's see what we, what we got. What am I missing? Uh, Firestarter, children of the corn, the second Indiana Jones movie, um, Chud, you know, not to be, (laughs) (laughs) not to be overlooked. It's tough. Like objectively when I was, uh, Oh, we really enjoyed the never ending story. That was a fun one. Yeah. That was a wonderful movie. Um, when we when we were trying to pick like one year to zero in on for an entire year we had to do this dance of consistency versus just like 10 of the awesome you know a really a really awesome top 10 but we had 50 weeks (laughs) of movie watching so i i almost think like yeah some of y'all's years are better on the high end but we picked 84 originally not just because I was born in 84, um, but because it had such like consistency throughout the year. Yeah, maybe but, you're but right. So many films come out in 84 that we yeah. weren't able to watch because we were so you know rigid in our decision to watch mm-hmm. whatever came out this week. But in 1984, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, I didn't even mention Terminator, Ghostbusters, 16 Candles. I forgot some. Oh, okay. (laughs) Those are some bangers. (laughs) You know, casual movies. I was looking, I'm now I'm looking at Derek's answer for why (laughs) the year was good. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's more. Um, I now have a cheat code basically. Ashley loved the Toxic Avenger and Breaking Two. So (laughs) I did like Breaking Two. I I was gonna, uh, we have to mention Breaking in our, yeah. Just, well, you just have to say it. We we saw it, it in '84. Mentioned it. It's really good. Go watch it now. Yeah. Breaking one and two after you came out in the same mm-hmm. year. It was a miraculous time in in yeah. cinema where they <laughs> they squeezed both of them into like a seven or eight month time yep. frame. So they're both fucking amazing. Ugh. Yeah, um, Ashley, we usually give you the honor of uh, starting the ranking process. So, uh, you know, taking yeah. I'm usually pretty fair with these, but I think mine's the strongest. What? Oh, I mean, man. I maybe we should. I think just it's gonna be in. hard. I think maybe it's gonna be hard time. because we already did 84, so there's obviously a lot of really good movies, and it was a big time for yeah. horror. Uh, Derek has a lot of really strong contenders, and so do I. So I feel like I think it's hard for me to. Well, I would like to say because mine's kind of all over the place with some really good movies from all different genres. I have a fair way to do it. Um, we each have to Look pick one coin. <laughs> no, we each have to pick one that's not our year. So between 87 okay. and 86, I have to go with 86. Um, I'll go with, I'm going with 84. Uh, okay. So Derek, <laughs> if you go with Drew, you're dead to me. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I, so we can- I really, I mean, it's name, name yours again, Ash. The movies? Yeah. yeah what are the highlights? Uh, Lost Boys, Princess Bride, Predator, Hellraiser, Dirty Dancing, Adventures Babysitting, Robocop, Running Man. Moonstruck, Good Morning Vietnam, Full Metal Jacket. Ugh, I'm sorry, Ash. It's yeah, okay. I think it's a little weaker. That's, that's fine. All right, 84. 84 was so strong. You Never win. ending story, just oh, yeah. Man. That movie alone just wins. <laughs> Dude, well, we're, so when we're talking about set design on Labyrinth, holy yeah. shit, set design on uh, that that movie was... and making Falcor like the animatronic. Yeah. Do- yeah. So. Yep. Drew. Okay. Good job, congrats. Drew. Winning everything. Wow. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won it. No. Okay. Well, no, I, I think 86 is, uh, I hadn't really, is legit, man. I, I didn't I even surprised. realize the blue velvet thing. So yeah, 86, maybe next year when we're on, um, well, I don't know when the anniversary year is going to be for 86, but I would love to revisit some of those movies. Dope. So we'll, we'll find a way to make that happen. We are in control of our destiny, yeah. so we can do whatever we want. Ooh. Next up. By we, we, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just well, follow along. I'll get a percentage of input as much as uh, Skynet will allow through. So as I very confusingly teased, we are going to now rank our favorite rank the blank. So we've each picked one of our favorite um, topics for this for this segment throughout the throughout the years. I can say that now multiple years. Um, and how did y'all approach this? I'm curious because like, what do you look for in a good rank the blank what in general terms before you say what you picked like what what are your favorite types of rank the blanks uh minor ones that make you laugh yeah or like something you good. can recall pretty easily you're like oh yeah like that happened like how crazy is that and not to be mine away yeah and not to be mine away but like it was cool because we all watched it at the same time so we were texting back and forth about it and so that like right. really stuck in my mind so that makes sense derek is there any kind of specific do you like the weirder ones or the more like I like the uh, ones that make me go through like my catalog of films that I've watched 
Yeah. And just kind of go like, okay, well, shit, what am I missing here? And then I Google search it. And then I find a bunch of films that I wouldn't, wouldn't have normally thought of as well, or that, that movies that I totally forgot that I remembered again. Yeah. So we said earlier at the start of this, um, we've never done a top, you know, whatever list. And that's true. But basically we came up with rank the blank as a alternative to top five or top whatever related to the movie we're watching. So it's meant to be more personal and meant to be more uh, divergent than the type of other top fives you might see on or, or read on uh, Letterboxd or on other film podcasts. So that's the hope. That's the hope anyway. I liked when we did. Um, oh, wait, I was about to reveal mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I can because yeah. I'm first. Yeah. So an example of what I like in a rank the blank would be uh, ranking movies based on title alone. So something that's not a conventional way you would think about movies. Like usually you rank movies or you uh, order movies after you've seen them. (laughs) So this just forces you to do like a fun thought experiment. Like every movie that uh, has ever been released, like what do I look for in a title? you know, assuming that's all I know about a movie. It just, it just kind of, it was very provocative to me. So okay, I, 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 I thought that was a fun one to do. Oh, so you reveal, are you going to reveal the ones that we chose for that or not get into it? Okay. Um, it, it can be part of the argument, but we'll just. Okay. If it, okay. If it comes down to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I selected our, within an actual horror movie, Ranking in the Kills. Was that our um, first episode? It was one of our first episodes. And I think it was the first time we did rank the blank, maybe, or rank ranking something. Um, and I just like that we ranked within the movie mm, and that we just like yeah. talked through all the different murders and kind of like, I just really, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. And we were texting about it and like making yeah. up names for the different murders. And it was, yeah, very entertaining. The only, the only problem with, with yours is, and I agree, that was one of the most fun ones because it works with every, any slasher movie yeah. or that was an outlier because we did it one, we didn't know what, what the fuck we were doing yet. Right. <laughs> but we changed the concept of the segment later to not be just ranking things within the movie. Yeah. So normally a rank the blank includes other movies. This one was just ranking. Murder. I think for a little while, we might have even been doing just like scenes or something from that movie. Yeah. So we did change the the whole format a little bit after that. But. Maybe we're going to do it again in a couple Ooh. weeks when we return to the, the Jason universe. I will say, um, since you asked, the, yeah. the movie that inspired my rank the blank, we should at least mention that, sure. was Breaking 2, Electric Ooh. Boogaloo. Ooh, yeah. Okay. All right. And obviously that's on the weird end of the name spectrum. So yep. I'm going to so, open but, the window for, well, don't be alarmed. Okay. Before I describe or give my rank the blank wasn't one of the ranked kills somebody getting like a a shovel in the the crotch um stabbed in the dick yeah called dick sidon because they're in the water oh yeah dick sidon yep yeah all right so um (laughs) that was back when we were immature and making up yeah we've really really grown up about what was derek's butt joke from earlier uranus Uh, blowing up oh right yeah (laughs) Is that my phone in my back pocket or never mind? <laughs> You're blowing up. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. 
All right, Derek. <laughs> so, so my rank the blank. This is kind of this is you had mentioned uh, you, you had asked Drew what my my criteria is for rank the blank. This one was more of just a funny one, especially because I love country music. So um, I don't expect this one to win, but it was best performance by a country artist in a movie. And I'm not going to fight for this one. So I'm just going to tell you the film and our choices. So it was from Tremors, which had mm -hmm. um, wonderful Reba McIntyre. Yep. Yeah. Ashley chose Dolly Parton from nine to five. Drew, you chose Billy Ray Cyrus, Mullet Nall, and Mulholland Drive. <laughs> oh, nice. And Great I choice. honestly forget who I chose, <laughs> but I've got to say that uh, if it wasn't, it, it was um, Taylor Swift and Cats or something like that. Probably, it, you I, might I have, don't, I don't know. You might have left it blank because you wanted to choose Reba. Yeah. Or you wanted to oh, vote for that's, Reba. That's true. Okay, maybe. So um, that that's my choice. So I'll let you you two hash it out because I think your your choices are, are much better than mine. Well, this, this is your you remind what movie did we just do with it was like I couldn't remember if we had done a rank the blank for a musical artist in a movie. Oh, Aaliyah, yeah. Queen of the Damned. Yeah. yeah. So I for some reason it's hard to search back through our database uh that's all written on paper and analog and, and find yeah. <laughs> some of these sometimes but uh anyway uh yeah ashley once again um maybe you'll win something how uh how would you like to how would you like to go about doing this i mean i how do we although, rank the rank the blanks well know. although i had a lot of fun with ranking the kills i did like thinking outside of the movies i just thought that was a cool like outlier and a cool thing to include just because it was like, so different um, yep. And like the beginning of us ranking things. Um, but thinking about the titles and I chose Pulp Fiction, by the way, and I think I won. Nan Demon might have, Dan Dion's was close. I'm not sure. But yeah, um, that was my choice. Yeah, but I actually really like yours. So. Well, what do you yeah. know? <laughs> Let me see what surprise, some of surprise. our. This is this is one where this the other fun thing about this and uh, Derek's movie, we'll get a shout out here is we had all these categories for types of names, like poetic names, eternal sunshine of the spot, spotless mind, mm -hmm. literal names, snakes on a plane, um, short and sweet jaws, just things that like it showed the creativity and variety of, of names. And it's really hard to separate, you know, I, we all picked movies that we actually, that actually ended up being good. It might've yeah. been a, harder challenge to pick movies with great names that are terrible um, and see if it can overcome your bias from knowing how the movie turned out. But anyway, Derek, I, I won. Yeah. I let Drew win. All right. Well, <laughs> shit. Wow. He's wow. sweeping the competition. Okay. He has to win at something. So let's All right. let him have it. What's our third rank the blank of ranking the blank? Before yes. we rank all of the blanks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we just ranked rank the blanks. Now we are going to rank hottest new release gift shop sellers. So Ashley, uh, why don't you explain the gift shop? Sure. So each week when we watch a movie, we take something from the movie and we put a spin on it and we sell it for profit in our gift shop. Yeah. And we've, um, we've done it every week for the last uh, two seasons at least. And I think we were doing it intermittently during the 1984 season but we've got quite the warehouse of merch some of it has been uh big sellers 
you know, we could just do this based on receipts and stacks of cash that's like in front of each one because that's how we manage our definitely accounting. how we mm-hmm. uh, file our taxes because we definitely file yeah. our taxes. Yeah, for yep. sure. Stacks of cash. Um, Skynet, Skynet is uh, hand- handling all of our, our finances. So, yeah, let's just this doesn't have to be one each. I think we just want to kind of highlight some of our favorite uh, gifts in the shop. So my favorites that I want to mention are, <laughs> I don't know exactly what this is. Sorry. Um, but I just thought it sounded fun. Muscle sprouts. I know it was inspired by the Van Damme movie that we watched. Uh, was oh, it Death I, Warrant? I wasn't there that week. I assume it was inspired back by that because he's the muscles from Brussels. Yeah. And <laughs> these are, it's kind of like the Brendan Fraser Chia pet, <laughs> where you you sprinkle water on these sprouts and they sprout muscles, or maybe it's the other way around. You sprinkle water on your muscles, or you eat the and sprouts. They I think you the eat the sprouts and you grow muscles. Okay, it's like yeah. muscle milk. Yeah, but sprouts. Okay, well, yeah, I'm. You can I, get I, it um, sprouts the grocery store too. Yeah, exactly. You can get just it. Say I'm no, for, no, you buy it from us directly. Just say I'm looking yeah. for muscles, and they're like, "Oh, got it." Here's yeah, sprouts. <laughs> so, and they're spelled M U S S E L. Like Brussels, oh. so perfect, yeah. nice. Yeah. And they are like the they're slimy and and uh, the I hope you're not allergic to shellfish. So all right. Uh, and the other one, of course, uh, which I'm squeezing the shit out of right now, is the stress ball with Derek's face on it. Um, it's got like all the signature characteristics: the shaggy beard, the beanie that's popping on and off. Um, his nostrils are, are, are flaring when I squeeze it. It's just, his eyes are bulging out of his head. It's very satisfying. Um, anytime I, you know, I feel down, I squeeze the shit out of that. And the reason it's sold out is because I've got like you just keep a thousand them. of them. No, <laughs> I've got all of them. Ah. So, so I immediately took them out of stock and just, uh, because you're, transferred you just them. destroy them after like five uses. Just, yeah. Yeah. I go through about three an episode. Okay. So, um, choice, I have <laughs> a couple of <laughs> different choices. Um, I have the build a dick pottery kit from oh, Ghost. That one's great. So that was pretty good. Um, then there's like a make, I think these are all quick, almost all kits, but make me a monster temporary tattoo kit um, from Nightbreed because they have those cool like face tattoos that like glow in the dark and like I would want that. Um, and then the Drawbreaker fortune teller from Drawbreaker. So every time you look a layer off, a new fortune appears appears so yeah that's a pretty new one yeah i like that one and oh and the tarantula accessories from arachnophobia yeah spider accessories little Little backpack backpack and little shoes yeah Yeah. the only problem with that one is i feel like tarantula popularity peaked you know around the time home alone home alone came out maybe yeah i just don't know that many people with pet tarantulas anymore there there are special shops where you know, they, they ha- direct oh, them yeah, to snakes. our shop. Never mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. Anyway, like, I mean, you can still buy them. I think release. How about this? Every time you buy a tarantula apparel set, like, a you know, Barbie doll, you get a actual living tarantula with it. So oh, that's perfect. We'll just okay. sweeten the deal. Nice. Like it. Derek. So um, correct me on this one, but I, pretty sure we sold our 
faces. Oh yeah, we faces. did. <laughs> sure did. Yep. So at, we had a Derek, Ashley, and Drew uh, mask made out of our skin. Yep. Somehow, uh, from Leatherface. And uh, well, sold our, out, fa- right? our face was just imprinted on the mask. Okay. Our, Not out just of our used, skin. Okay. <laughs> so Ashley sold out, and we had to start giving Drews and mine away in our in orders just randomly, right? Yeah, it was a grab bag surprise. Yeah, we had to we had to disable the feature where you could choose your the face you wanted and just send (laughs) out the face that we had available. Um, Yep. So, uh, you know, I don't even think this I was looking. We'd had a different leather face once. I don't even know which movie this would have been from. So we didn't watch face off, did we? No. no, that would make that would do- totally make sense. I was looking at that in the did, best what names. What choose from Leatherface, like a, a skin lamp? Well, it was a Leatherface mask. Maybe oh. it was this no, one. No, it wasn't. I think it was this. Okay. Well, never mind movie, then. But... What else you got, Derek? Um, so, again, remind me, but I'm pretty sure the Red October bath bombs just turn your... They explode in your bath and they just turn it red, right? Yeah, like, like blood, blood red. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. That's you come out looking like um you've been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> or that you've <laughs> murdered somebody. Or a Martian. And, well, not all Martians are red. That's a hurtful stereotype, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're be... green. Anyway. Right. Oh, we're in 2030. We have, we have to be the careful. Planet, the planet is red. <laughs> um, and then the last one are my favorite personally the art sacks um yep. hacky sacks mm-hmm. that you can only use during an art performance um, <laughs> yeah yep you, you cannot play hacky sack with these well we actually have we have smart technology sponsored by skynet in each sack that if it detects that you're playing recreationally it'll blow your foot right off so <laughs> it's, wow. Wow. it's heavily encouraged that you stick to yeah, important performance art pieces, and not just lose a foot. Fun sack happy times. Yeah, sack happy. All right. Well, Ooh. that was a fun trip down gift shop lane. Uh, Ashley, I mean, who had the better collection of products here? Um, I think I'm gonna lose one. Yeah, you're think, definitely not gonna win. I think it's win. Ashley this time. I around. think it's me. I love. I mean, we didn't fortune teller. Yeah, me too. The build a dick pottery kick that it just rhymes. It's just and... catchy. Uh, yeah, I get to win. Yay! All right, Good job. Well, free um a free fifteen percent off code for you. Oh, <laughs> for at anything. our own store. Perfect <laughs> for anything in the gift shop. I want a tiny tarantula. Yeah. Skynet, Skynet won't let us get free shit anymore. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So you got to pay like everyone else. All right, congrats, Ash. Thank you. Good job. Okay. Well, now the last thing, the last order of business for rank the blank is ranking the rank the blanks we just did. Which one was the best? And nobody really wins this one. Yeah. Except I mean, I, I, I picked out the one. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the best movie based on the title. Ranking. So like ranking rank the blanks is the best rank the blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I agree. That, I agree. that was the best case uh, scenario. Solid second, though, is hottest new release gift shop. I'd be obviously best year ever. Tons of films that we're going to watch yeah. at some point. Yeah. 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 Especially actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. All right. Well, ranking rank the blank wins rank the blank for this week. Thank you, Skynet, for your Ooh. support. And um, like we said, just spare a few lives 
so we have um listeners or just invent artificial listeners and um have them all subscribe to new release by searching new release on spotify or apple we're not done nope <laughs> that was just a pre-plug for the for the subscribers out there ashley yeah one thing we do on every episode is talk about the movie for a while go on and on and on about whatever our favorite parts most memorable moments topics and then inevitably when you do what you do which is write a sick poem that sums up the plot of the movie in hilarious fashion it reminds me of all sorts of things that i forgot (laughs) so no pressure but i want you off the top of your head no just kidding you were able to prepare for this to sum up the entirety of the first hundred episodes of new release and remind us of all these cool things that we forgot about the best parts, the highlights, the funnies and um, the lowies. Oh man. (laughs) uh, Take it away. All right. Get your drinks ready. I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay. Hundredth episode poem by me from scooters to rollerblades to time traveling watches. There's nothing stopping Drew, Derek, and Ash, those biatches. <laughs> don't, don't think this is all a dream from reading Neuro Magazine with Pullman and Paxton up in the Eunice machine. Now let's get deep into the movies we've watched for the past two years. Don't worry, there'll be laughs and Derek will probably bring some tears. Let's start with the forever hair-blowing Drew Barrymore, who starts fires with one glare from door to door. Even the cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers want more, with their super-secret toxic bodies the FBI wanted to explore. Now, there's been some wild kills here and there made by Jason, veggie children, and let's not forget Santa Daddy, don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) Tis the season for creatures to also wreak havoc by burning down the house with cutie chucks, mutated mogwai, and wicked spiders crawling up your blouse. There's also those creatures in the graveyard who weren't that mad. Not like Buzz's girlfriend, woof, was that bad? But I'll squish that spider and raise you a fighting turtle who knows the best Pokemon is Squirtle. With a romantic film where you can passionately mold anything you want to a ghost removal kit that literally sucks out the haunt. Our hearts were devastated <laughs> by a couple of emotional scenes where Bobby Peru gave you chills when he was with Lula. How mean. Ooh. Where the rock monster tried to save but lost all his friends and the love for cinema almost came to a fiery end. Now, if I recall, we watched at least one Arnold movie with a heavy sworded Conan, a little kid teacher, a robot, and another one with one booby. <laughs> There were definitely ups and downs. Oh, three movies. There are definitely ups and downs with a lot of these flicks from I don't want your life to some sexy, sexy dick. (laughs) Dick Tracy, Dick Tracy, Dick Tracy, that is. Get your head out of the gutter or focus on Geller McGowan, Cook and Roberts to make your heart flutter. Now you can wax on and wax off to your hands give up, but that won't stop making sense. Now time to raise your cup. To having house parties with breakdancing galore and boogieing all over the dance floor. Here's so many more episodes of laughing, crying, and maybe having too much beer. I love you guys in this podcast. Now on to the next year. Wow. Amazing. Teared up a little bit. Yeah. That me too. Me too. (laughs) Uh, As promised. That was was perfect. And uh, you did it. Again, you reminded me of arachnophobia and Wild at Heart and uh, all sorts of Firestarter. How many movies movies. did I mention? Just as I, I... I wrote it down. All of so. them? Out of the I things would, I just read, how many movies? I would say like I 35. Derek? 180. <laughs> uh, 30. So you're close, Drew. Yeah. Is yeah. it 30 movies? Fuck yeah. Then. That was so badass, Ashley. Thanks, guys. Yeah. You get a round of yeah. applause. 
Very, uh, a very jubilant crowd at the coffee shop this, <laughs> this week. Yeah, that it's that really kind of sums up the range of of things that we've watched over the course of 100 episodes, even though we've been confined to a couple different time periods. You know, that's the magic of cinema, the magic of doing this together. Oh. That we get to like go on this journey, basically. And I don't know what else to say. Mm. All right. Yeah. Ooh, 100 episodes. We did it. Congrats. We did it. Yeah. That's uh that's just this just the beginning. Uh we're getting started on season 3. We have a really exciting movie next week. It's probably going to be the first good movie we've watched from 2002. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> the first two were lackluster, but next week we're watching Panic Room. Um, oh, nice. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Baby Kristen. A, baby Kristen mm-hmm. Stewart and David Fincher directing. So I cannot wait to revisit that film and all the other films we have in this period. And then later this summer, when we do the summer of 1987 and talk about some of the movies Ashley mentions. And if you guys want to follow along until if you if you subscribe now you'll be on the list when 2030 hits so it's good to get a head start by searching new release on spotify or apple or anywhere else you get podcasts ashley that's a wrap oh. <laughs> it's up to you 